Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. Now, Ian, I'm afraid, is out this week because he needs to rewrite his keynote speech for the annual Bishop's Itchington Donkey Festival. Uh, But in his place is, of course, who else? CNET.com's Andy Hoyle. Uh, Hello. Um, God, I wish I was doing what Ian is doing. Well, I don't think you do because it was either the Donkey Festival or having a nasty nipple piercing infection cleaned up. And I decided to go with the Donkey Festival as uh, as this week's excuse. I would attend that Donkey Festival. Yeah. Could you imagine? It sounds like it'd be a good time. It is. Uh, well, we're going to have a very good time on this episode. I mean, it's two weeks in a row in a way that you have joined us because last week we recorded an extra message. Yep. live which is out on the feed for patrons and this week you're on the show proper so thanks for stepping I am. in yeah both thanks. recorded from my studio yes indeed well let's get on with some news because later on we're going to talk about how youtube's algorithm is a bit of a pain when it comes to running a part of a business on youtube but more on that soon The Guardian wrote this week that Spotify removed the shuffle button from album pages after the UK's most popular but least interesting middle-of-the-road singer Adele commented that the order tracks were placed in was supposed to tell a story. The newspaper said Adele thanked the streaming service after it made less straightforward for users the ability to listen to songs in a random order. She tweeted, We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Our art tells a story and our stories should be listened to as we intended. Thank you, Spotify, for listening. And Spotify replied, Anything for you. Now, the move echoes Taylor Swift's on-again, off-again relationship with streaming services, such as in 2014, when she pulled her music from Spotify after bemoaning that artists weren't getting enough royalty payments uh, for each song of theirs that was played. She reinstated the catalogue three years later. Or then there was the time she attacked Apple Music for not paying artists during its complimentary three-month trials, provoking the company to change its policy and her subsequently making her albums, uh, 1989 I think in particular, available on Apple Music. Now, all of these sorts of moves, Andy, show I think how popular artists, not just their powerful parent labels, have the star power to force real change in the business of music streaming. And it's not confined to artists like the aforementioned Miss Swift uh, having some kind of home country advantage over American giants like Apple, with Adele's pressure resonating globally from the UK. But it's also a great example, I think, of change generally coming from pressure only at the very top. For instance... Would one of my favourite bands, Cannibal Corpse, get the ear of Spotify executives in the same way? I suspect not. Now, Adele says her albums tell stories that should be heard in order, but so too does the work of death metal's finest. The only difference, I think, is that while Adele's stories bang on about divorce, Cannibal Corpses are more focused on killing the undead 
with hammers or chainsaws but at least my favorite band's poetry um as woven into classics like hammer smashed face or the cryptic stench can now be heard in the order that band intended as a result of adele's effort to maintain the streaming integrity of songs like my little love or maybe to be love or love is a game or any other examples of the creativity on her latest album and so we get it you're not a fan of adele i'm not a fan of adele and i'm not a fan of um these sorts of massive changes coming from top tier people why because i feel they're a bit self-serving do you not no not necessarily um i think because i think adele is is right in her point about that you know these albums are are they're written in a certain way and maybe that's maybe that is that it's it's telling a story if it's a bit more of a concept album where there is a narrative that kind of takes you through that and that um that you the the user should be encouraged to try and experience it that way um first um, and maybe it's a, a it's even just as simple as um those bands that kind of put um, like interlinking bits between songs so they all kind of flow together and you know suddenly listening to them in, um, out of order puts it in a weird way i think that fundamentally should uh, eventually come down to user choice so as long as it is still possible to use the shuffle button because i listen to albums on shuffle i listen to just an artist on shuffle so that i just get a mix of their of their stuff as long as that is still possible i think it is it is a, a, a nice idea to to encourage um the artist's um uh way of doing it first i don't think it's necessarily self-serving it's not it's not encouraging um people to listen to her music over any others no true um, and i think and i think these changes come to these services when these bigger artists speak up as you mentioned with taylor swift and i know this is a, a, a different issue but it is these artists who are big enough deals that they are the ones that can help make uh changes to the platform um and to how um you know users will will interact with with their music and to how artists are um remunerated as a result um, now but i, I agree think- with you on that i agree with what taylor swift did i think that was a good move i just feel that it's a bit self-righteous to you know force through the killing of a well, so you said you said you've you've you said self-righteous now but before you said self-serving well it's a bit of and both. i was going to question how would it be self-serving well i think in this instance and don't get me wrong i'm not here to not have my opinion changed this is first reaction stuff mm. i sort of feel like it was always possible to play an album straight through the first time and it wasn't possible to do it uh, it's, and, and, rather, and it's still possible to play an album on shuffle. And if this was such an issue, why do it when your new album just came out? Because it's it's you know it's another way of getting some well, attention. It's possible. It, well, well, that's maybe. why I think it's self serving. Or, 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 or it's possible that it's just one that it's it's just something that hasn't really occurred to her because she's never had hits on Spotify before. I just don't buy it. I just think. I think I feel like I, that's why I feel like it's self-serving, and I don't feel like it's. I think it's stopping I think they, anyone. I think she. 
it could have occurred to her for a number of reasons. Maybe, maybe this particular album, uh, you know, there is a particular narrative where that in previous in previous albums, maybe for, uh, for as far as she's concerned, it's been basically a collection of twelve songs. Whereas this time, it's much more of a story that starts on track one and goes through to track twelve, and 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 maybe it's kind of just hasn't occurred to her that almost the default way you know that you can listen to albums on Spotify is to just jumble it all up and maybe she spent you know half of the writing of the of of the album was really figuring out how this narrative plays out so maybe that's why with this one in particular she suddenly decided this is something that she's going to uh, bring up as an issue so I don't necessarily I, I, I think it's quite cynical to think that it's just to try and get more promo for her album i think that there could be some very legitimate reasons why it's it's suddenly uh seemed like more of a problem and i can understand how that could be the case now so i'm simply playing devil's advocate on behalf of adele um here um and i also totally get why it why that is an issue for artists um and you know, you if you if you are a, a chef and you've you've made this beautiful, um, uh, you know, five course meal and each one is done a different way, and someone just comes in and like just starts grabbing handfuls of dessert and stuffing it in their face, and then but then grabs some of the starter and puts that in, and then throws the wine all over the main course and just has it all in whatever the hell order they want. It's it's not quite. It's it, it's not experiencing it in the way that it's supposed to be. And I don't feel. The, I I disagree with that because that's not really what's happening here this is about telling people how they should how they should listen to something by artificially restricting the ways in which they can do it you know if you put a cd in a cd player you can put cds on shuffle you know you can play them in random orders you can still play things on shuffle this is about removing the ease of doing something that you can still do and i just think that is not the kind of way for innovation to come about in my opinion so i think it it seems that we are on the same side but i think i think the problem then is maybe how spotify has implemented this in that simply making it more difficult is not the way but what it could do instead is maybe encourage you in another way maybe even literally just sort of put up a you know a messaging of some kind when you put yeah. it on shuffle or something you know it, so it's not so much what's happened but the way that they're doing it that you are taking issue with yeah i think that would be i think that would be that would be good because albums have a lot of detail on their pages they have things like you know that the streaming quality they have um whether it's a live album obviously that differs from from artist to artist but there's there, there are visual clues as to the nature of a release and I don't necessarily think that it should be any different for something like this. If if you want to be able to put up and say, oh, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a gapless album and should be heard from start to finish, for instance, then put that on there. As you say, I think that would be a very interesting idea. I yeah. think that could, well, that could work quite well. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree. I, I agree with that. But, um, but uh, so maybe this isn't necessarily the way, because I think, you know, not every album um is is one long narrative that that that, that comes some is and i don't mean this in any uh disrespect to any artist but some some albums are just a collection of songs they've got yeah. 12 songs that they really like and they've recorded and you know they're like okay well in what order are we going to put them in and maybe that artists um you know maybe that those those song listings get changed around for any number of reasons um and 
that's and it, and it doesn't really make any difference in which case just putting it on shuffle is fine um so i think yeah it's maybe something that maybe an artist themselves when they put it on spotify maybe there could be a little box it's like this should be listened to in disorder mm. and and then maybe it would off it would you know when you go to hit that button it maybe gives you that little bit of information of this is you know this is how the artist thinks it's best and then at least you've got that information and you can go yeah that's fine or you can go well to hell with the artist because i don't really give two craps what adele thinks so i'm gonna do something else and john in the live chat uh says uh how hard is it to have two buttons one saying default order and one saying shuffle i quite like that idea and it's basically an extension of, of uh, or another way of putting what you suggested andy but um but i but i i quite like that idea as, as a way i just i just for me it just irked me the timing of this coming right alongside a hotly anticipated new album um and the fact that it's just about artificially making something harder rather than giving users a choice, which is what I think you guys are suggesting could be done better. Yeah. But there we go. Um, much respect, nonetheless, for selling tens of millions of great albums that people enjoy, I suppose. Just not me. Um, if you have any views on this, then you can send them to us by emailing hello at uktechshow.com Andy, do you know how many light bulbs you have in your house? I have never stopped to consider it. I reckon 60. 60 light bulbs? Yeah, probably. That's an awful lot. Although I think I've probably got about that many. I've got a big crystal chandelier in my living room and that's got 20 on oh, it that, alone. That, only, that counts as one. That counts as right, one so light. light fittings. You said light bulbs. Yeah, that's true. I did. I could have been clearer. Um... And I regret that. I I I I apologize. Um, the reason I ask, though, Andy, is because I now have significantly more light bulbs in my house than uh, than I did this time last week. And bulbs or fittings, Nate? Very good bulbs. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to talk about this because there wasn't a lot in the the the, the primary news that I thought would interest Andy and I to talk about. Um, but I did talk to Andy just before we start the show about how I have bought quite a lot of smart light bulbs and have been running something of an experiment in my house to find out how useful and cool are smart light bulbs and by extension no pun intended smart plug sockets turns out both are excellent now you before we started recording and when i say we were talking about this ahead of the show we planned to talk about this uh since i started writing the script but before the show andy had some questions and i had the answers but then he told me not to answer the questions so he could ask them on the main show so andy what were you going to ask me well it was more it was it it was more that you you were about to give a uh, an explanation to me in advance of what it is you've done and i said no i don't want to hear it i want you to want you to do it on the show because when we first 
talked about this because we always talk about tech off offline off off podcast you know that we is do. still the thing we talk about and and we were sort of chatting and you were saying that you really wanted to do like an experiment with smart light bulbs and you wanted to just like give it a little try almost like dipping your toe in the water and seeing what it's like and i remember thinking at the time fine but you don't do experiments you don't do a test so i didn't expect you would to go and buy maybe two smart light bulbs put them in a lamp and see what what they're like i fully expected that because you have no inability to find a happy medium you would just go balls to the wall with it and you would spend hundreds on smart bulbs so why don't you tell the class what you've done and whether i was right <laughs> about okay teacher you yeah <laughs> Although I should say balls to the wall. I have never put my balls on the wall since that incident. So we can keep that out of discussion. That's, prob- that's probably good. Yeah. yeah. The um, painting was significant. It it was, yes. And expensive. So And painful. So I... Um, yeah, you are right. I, 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 I'm not very good at doing things by halves. I have replaced half the light bulbs in the house as part of this experiment. I decided to buy a set of uh lights from two different brands uh, one of the brands is called meros you may see those promoted around the web and another one by a company called nano leaf and from meros i not only bought some of these light bulbs but i also bought some smart plug sockets so many in fact that i ended up with one spare there it is it's on my desk just sitting there waiting for a new home and all of these products support Apple HomeKit. They support the Amazon ecosystem. They support the Google ecosystem as well. So they're very, very flexible in terms of the devices that you can connect them to. They all fundamentally work the same across all of those platforms. We're an Apple household, um, so we're using HomeKit, but your mileage uh, will probably vary very little from mine on Android or Amazon. Um the first ones that I bought were uh, coloured bulbs, full-size bulbs. I don't know what the code are for the fittings, but some of them have the little bayonet things where it's like two little spikes on either side, uh, and some of them have the screw fitting as well. And I initially started by putting... We have three lamps in our main living room, three large lamps. I put one in each of those, and then I put another one in one of the ceiling-based lights that we actually don't use very often because it's controlled by a switch on the very far end of the room and it's just a pain in the ass to turn it on. So mm. we got, uh, so we put one in, in there as well. Uh, I then also attached a smart plug socket to the lamp in my bedroom because I wanted to experiment with using sort of a basic on-off control rather than having uh, the light bulb itself. I attached one to the... Uh, the lamp on the side of the bed that I sleep on and another one on the lamp on Kate's side of the bed as well. I also, in my studio where I'm recording now, I have um, quite a large number of studio lights, about five or six, uh, made by a company called Niwa. And they are what I have on when I'm either doing video conferences or TV from here or my drum videos. And those themselves aren't smart but i have them all plugged into a dedicated uh surge protected power strip which has its own on off switch for everything on the strip and so normally when i go into the room i reach behind the drum kit and turn the switch on and all the lights come on but it still involves that reach around um 
so I attach one to that as well and then I've got a, um, a spare one and then finally I put another smart bulb in the light that is sort of by our front door because it's like a narrow path that leads down to the door and at night the light is either on or it's off so those are this all is a thorough description so far and I already have a some some I think pertinent questions okay well that's 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 what the experiment was and I thought I could do one but why do one when you can do you know eight or or, or or what have you so they're all set up they're all configured and um the the setup process is brilliant because you don't need any third-party app to add them to your house you scan there's like a little qr code on the side of each product you hold it up to the iphone it says this is a product Do you want to add it to home you press yes and then it appears in at the apple home app where you can then press on or off or if it's uh, dimmer like uh, with the bulbs rather than the sockets you can slide up or down like a dimmer switch even if the actual lamp itself doesn't support dimming because it's going through the light bulb it, it now can uh, and you can also change the color on a you know a big color wheel so you get the millions or billions or whatever it is choices of sure. led colors so um there that's that's what are set up and then you can group them as well i have some of them grouped in the house some of them are set to turn off if no one's in the house which it does by uh looking at the location of the phones that are connected to the home app which is again is great it has meant that when i went out to walk the dog earlier kate's out at an art exhibition today when i left i hadn't turned the lights off when i came home i noticed they were off because i'd set them to turn off when i left the house so it's little okay. things like that that i find very very useful I would say other than that though my my the main question I have is is how is it actually making a difference to how you are in your home because uh what I know you already had uh, particularly in your living room is is connected um plug sockets which operate on uh, on a remote and so what you have is a as a as a physical remote um, which is just on the side and when you go into your living room you press a button and all your lights turn on so nothing that you've really said um seems to have been much of a uh, of a change for you um you talk about having one in your bedside lamp but it's your bedside lamp so how necessary is it to have that be smart okay let me let me stop you right there and, and touch it and answer these questions for you so on the bedroom one in, in particular the bedside lamp is on the is basically the opposite corner to the to when you walk in so if you want to put the lamp on the normal process is if it's dark you walk in and turn the big light on so you can see where you're going walk around turn the lamp on go back to the main light turn the main light off so in this so now you stand at the doorway in the dark get your phone out turn it on and then go into the room no because it's all voice controlled i probably meant to should have mentioned that you can do all this with your voice so you can never mention the voice control sorry okay. should, have, should have mentioned that so all of these you can control by just talking to the apple assistant um and say you know turn these lights on or turn that light on um or dim such lights or change the lighting to red or 
or whatever. Okay, so I this has changed everything. Yeah. You should have mentioned this from from the first moment. I Five, thought it was implied. Me. Obviously, it wasn't. Um, Absolutely not. So it's about. So yes, it's voice controlled. All of it in every room. I can just say it. I don't have to be in my phone uh, either, because any of the devices in the house that have a microphone, like the HomePods, for instance, they can they can tell. And the smart cameras that we already had that we talked about in a previous show, because they can detect movement and they can hear movement you can also set them to activate if it hears movement in its proximity so again even if you didn't speak you can still do it yeah and still... that's good for both convenience and security yeah as the equivalent of having um uh you know one of those security lights in the front of your house that you know lights up when when someone walks past to deter burglars etc and we and the, the one that i'm particularly excited about and it's the one that i only installed this morning so i haven't even had time a chance to check it yet is um is the the light that is by the front door because when it's dark because we live outside of the city it i mean it is pitch black you basically can't see anything when you're walking down that little corridor which is really not very pleasant the way that this is set up is that if you're not home you can either A, turn that light on manually when you pull up on the driveway, or, as we've got it configured, if no one's home and it, it is therefore off, when somebody arrives home and it's nighttime, it will turn itself on. So mm. you literally, your presence at the house will enable though that light. So it's lots of little things like that that... To me, it felt like the only way of doing an experiment is to do quite a lot of these things. Yeah, and and in the chat, um, Mike says that his partner is disabled, and um, and actually having the motion sensors for the bulbs um, has uh, made their life uh, much easier. And I think that is a is a is an amazing use for this uh, tech because yeah, then you don't have to be reaching for light switches and doing and and, and fumbling about in the dark it just goes with you which is great yeah that's 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 completely true and that's not something we've we've had experience of of here but um but i can i can only imagine that i mean both andy and i uh, have a um a disabled person in our family not who is here and it's these sorts of things that would probably make his life uh, a whole hell of a lot easier we should really talk about that actually from a purely uh well well maybe from a purely um uh uh you know aesthetics point of view the motion tracking is is something that like i i don't even know if it really exists outside of fancy installations at hotels but i am looking at lighting options in in my new house i have um uh it's quite a nice big staircase that sort of spirals its way um uh down through the floors um of of the house and what i really want to do is get lights that uh, basically come that sort of trail down uh, the whole of that stairwell so as you kind of walk down the stairs uh, you sort of walk around this this light um, that, that goes down but what I'd love to do is if it's multiple bulbs have some sort of motion track that it as you walk down the steps the actual the bulbs would turn on and kind of follow your as you walk down the stairs the lights would ah. move down with you which could look really cool particularly maybe at maybe not all the time but at night if you're getting up to go to say the toilet or something and you, you're just walking down one flight of stairs you don't want all the lights in the house to come on it could just follow your pathway as you're walking but i, I don't know if that exists or if it's possible beyond a custom done installation but that would be really really cool it's definitely possible, but it will probably cost you quite a lot of money to do it without a custom installation. Yeah. Yeah. 
um and all of these things can be set to automate you can we we haven't even begun experimenting with the automation over and above some of the simple things like mm. um th lights turning off when you're not at home or turning on when you when you get back um but yeah. those are all the things i'm really looking forward to and to answer a question in the chat nick asks does apple work with the amazon assistant um there is there are apps for all of those and all the products that i've just mentioned they all work with um with those other uh, devices the amazon ones i i think some of them i think maybe the meros ones they work with a huge number of them like samsung's things i know they work with smart things um they work with amazon they work with google it's not just an apple thing in for, for my sure. old place when i lived in north london i i had uh, i had a hive uh, thermostat but i also had a, a couple of hive uh, bulbs and one of them uh, i had in a a big like uh, sort of standing lamp which was which was i'd put next to the um next to the living room window which is the window that uh was road facing and i had just that one bulb programmed in uh so that when i was away it would automatically come on at a certain time but also would sort of randomize it a bit so sometimes it would come on slightly later so it wasn't too obvious that it was it was programmed um which was just a really nice extra bit of peace of mind that because that obviously does completely deter um burglars if they you know, they think that the house is in so the, mm. the blinds were closed but the there was light in the room so that was um uh yeah definitely really just that one bulb alone was such a big extra bit of peace of mind when i was away from home when i told ian that i had gone down this route of experimentation with smart bulbs his very first question to me was did you buy hue as in philips hue i mm. said no home kit stuff only he said thank expletive deleted i really didn't want to have to yell at you um and the main reason that i didn't buy hue or in fact quite a few of the other ones that are around and very popular is many of them require a standalone hub to link them all together um, the hive system does work with apple HomeKit, but you still have to have a hub and we we have hive as well for our central heating and that is um that is a thing that only works for hive there are others where you need an, another company's own hub and i was like i don't want a hub it shouldn't need a hub i only want things that directly connect to to home kit and don't need a hub however what is going to happen whether you have a hub or not is all of these products they have firmware they have updates and it is a very strange world that i'm now living in where my light bulbs need firmware updates and I have to manually install firmware updates to an individual light bulb or plug socket. And although we've only got about eight or nine of these products, it's already enough for me to think this will be a bit of a pain in the ass if, if they release a software update and they all say, we now want an update. And I have to just go and update all of these bulbs. That's just not going to be a fun experience. And that's surely something that just happens in the background. That should be how it works. So it just updates yeah um it could be i mean the, the the updates seem to be relatively straightforward to install but certainly on some of these bulbs they appear to install via uh, bluetooth from the phone rather than directly over wi-fi which mm. i found out by moving away from one when it was doing an update and it disconnected mm. so i'd like to know there's a friend that both me 
uh, of of mine and yours and Ian's um, uh, actually, and um, he has got. I, it's in the hundreds of uh, Philips Hue products um, all through his house. All th- you know, every single room of the house, all in his kitchen. I think that he's. I think he's got twenty odd spotlights. Every single one is Philips Hue. He's got those those strip LEDs all under every single counter inside every um, uh, cupboard. He's got floor lighting, all of which is Hue. Um, all into the garden and the driveway is all Hue. Um, I would love to know in total how much he's spent because it must be thousands. I know who you're talking stuff. about, and I'm very yeah. interested to know how much he spent. Yeah, because... I mean, maybe it's worth uh, as a as an extra message, like getting in touch and say, "Hey, come and talk about uh, about about it." Because yeah, his his story about all of it would actually be genuinely really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's and I've not seen it, but yeah, I know that he he's gone all in he just went with one manufacturer so that at least then everything is going to work with each other there's no compatibility issues between different brands that you've got in your bedroom than in your kitchen it's just all one brand throughout everything well if anyone listening here uh patrons would like to uh to hear an extra message about that i would personally love to hear that so i'm mm. my, i'll drop him a message when we're when we're done uh, and do it anyway but it would it would be even nicer if you actually wanted it and then let me know because uh it makes it a little less um what's the word it's just better. Um, now, there are a couple of things I wanted to just mention before we move on. When we mentioned that we were talking about this in our live chat, Charlotte, listening live, uh, said that she loves her smart light socket. She has one on her kettle so she can boil water for tea quickly between work calls. Absolutely life changing. I haven't made uh, I haven't made a decision about the kettle boiling situation for two reasons. One, I just bought a new kettle, which was an impulse buy when actually Andy and I were in a restaurant with a friend of uh, of ours who has a kettle where it has buttons on the front and you press the button based on the drink you're boiling for because not all drinks need to be boiled. Coffee, for instance, at 90 to 95 degrees, um, tea at, at 100 and so on. So I just got that and I, I can't really justify replacing that. Uh, but also... If there's no water in the kettle, then there's no point putting the boil on. So until there is a system where it boils the water for you and puts water in if there isn't any already in there, then I don't think I'm going to be um, mm. to be doing Also, that. putting loads of water in in the morning is quite inefficient and also yeah. means you're re-boiling water throughout the day, which will lower its quality, particularly for coffee. Yeah, definitely. Um but what I am interested in next as a as another impulse buy is a coffee bean grinding machine that I can activate remotely because that would be very handy because I grind beans every other day and it's always a bit of an inconvenience because it's always when I'm working and I have to factor in the getting the beans out and grinding the beans and then clearing up and then putting the bean bag away and all that sort of stuff. It would actually save me a bit of time in the day. So... That would be that would be good. Charlotte says you just put a mug's worth of water in and fill it up when you pour it, presumably when you when you pour the last one. So that would actually make sense. But Charlotte's much smarter than me when it comes to kettles, without question. Um, so 
that will do i think i'd love to hear how other people have have uh, done with this feel free to send us a message hello at uktechshow.com uh we're getting some good feedback in the live chat about doing an extra message with andy and i's mutual friend so i will be messaging them after the recording and seeing if we can do that for next week or the week after and i think with that andy there's nothing else to add it's time to switch to something else I'd like to take just a quick moment to thank our patrons for supporting us directly, such as Andrea or Andrea, not sure which, uh, who recently joined us. And thank you for doing so. And if you are a patron, this is your extended ad free version of the show with what's shaping up to be some quality outtakes at the end. Uh, And you're about to hear this week's third discussion story. If you're not a patron yet, but have been enjoying text message for just the price of buying us a coffee or two a month, something like that, you could get access to our full-length ad-free show, listen and chat with us as we record live, and get our Patreon-exclusive show, Extra Message. Every week, you'll be supporting me and Ian and getting a lot more of what we do. You can find out more at patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Now, normally, it's at this part of the show that we tell you about the wider things happening in the tech world with Tom Merritt or Sarah Lane Um, but they had their American Thanksgiving so they're too full of turkey but you can rest assured that other stuff in the tech world did happen and you can keep listening to DTNS for for those things and instead you listen to us today which is lovely of you thank you thank you and thank you to Andy Um, do you want to give another plug to where people can find your stuff uh, yes, go to. I mean, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram with at Battery HQ, which is um, a handy way of seeing um, uh, some of my stuff. Um, and, and of course, uh, if you are interested in tech, then CNET is where I publish professionally um, and is a good resource for tech and other things. Certainly was when I worked there. Certainly seems to be still with you working there. Who else works there? (laughs) (laughs) That's some good insight, Nate. (laughs) That's why people are tuning in. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, it's why we're... Also, Ian works there. Ian also did work there, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. loads of people do. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week once Ian is back from dealing with what I can only assume is going to be a fantastic donkey festival. 